everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Romans 6, verses 1 through 4. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who have died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. everyone. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truths and scripture. And we are spending the next three weeks talking through some principles that my mom actually has learned over the course of her walk with the Lord of basically how to keep faithful, how to keep steadfast um, with your walk and with your love with the Lord. And we talk about what that first thing is today. So we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara. Want to have a great conversation today? Oh, I need to wake up. Okay. But yes, I grabbed my cup of coffee and I am ready to go. <laughs> you got your journal and <laughs> pen. We'll write this down, Romans 6, 1 through 4. Yep. Okay, well, I am excited today because of the verses. I have talked, you know, so often about how that I walked away from the Lord many, many years ago. And and then God brought me back, and, you know, I was just really upset with Him, and I didn't feel like, you know, God was performing the way that I thought that He should. But anyway, I had this expectation of what I thought God should be and, and how He should work in my life. And when life wasn't turning out the way that I thought that He should, and God wasn't answering very many or any at the time, my prayer request, I got discouraged and walked away from the Lord. And when I decided, you know, it was hard, uh, of course, to to walk with the Lord, but it was extremely hard when you walk away from the Lord. And so mm-hmm. I began to um, come back to the Lord, and I began to learn some things that I didn't know. And it all connected. And one of the things, well, the main thing was, of course, is the Holy Spirit in us that, you know, empowered us to live the the Christian life. That was mm-hmm. huge. And we've talked about that a lot. But there were some things, there were some things in my life that I just kept doing over and over again. I was just like, am I really having these struggles? Am I really dealing with these attitudes? Am I really dealing with this heart issue? Some of the things of not feeling, you know, good enough, not feeling like I was um, worthy of being loved. And, you know, I would hear that God loved me and that he had a life and a plan for my life, but I didn't love me. And so it's hard mm-hmm. for me to to embrace God's love or anyone else's love. Howard was loving me unconditionally. And, you know, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, it would just kind of, you know, bounce off of me to some degree. Um, that's just not yeah. the word really bouncing off. But I'm just saying I just couldn't really embrace anyone's love for me because I didn't love me. So there was a lot yeah. of things that I was having to str- that I struggled with. And when I decided to, you know, to come back and I decided committed to Jesus, I'm like, you know, no matter what, I don't know what's going to happen, God, if you never answer another prayer, the cross is enough. Now, that's a hard that's a hard prayer. 
That's a hard prayer. And it's it's like it's kind of like the um thy will be done kind of prayer. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's the best kind of prayer, but it's I was just thinking, I was like, could I say that? I well, want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't say it either. Uh, but the Holy Spirit in me could say it. And then I yeah. wanted to connect with the Holy Spirit and be a oneness and walking through the Spirit. And so it was a journey. It was not like all of a sudden, just one day, all of a sudden, you know, it clicked. It was a growth. It was growing. But one of the things that I would like for us to talk about for three weeks, grab that, three weeks, oh, is that scared. these principles that I learned um, during that time, I was talking to Angela Cole, you know, who works with us the other day, mm-hmm. and we were just talking about how that at that moment when I gave my life to the Lord at that very, very moment, that was over 40 years ago. And I was talking about, like, you know, I really have had struggles, a lot of struggles, but I've never reached that that dark place. I've never walked away from God and said, I'm done and all that. And she said, well, why do you think caused that? Why, why do you think has kept you consistently, you know, uh, close to the Lord? And so we just started talking about those things, and I was— there were a lot of a lot of con- things connected as far as growing in the scripture and uh, growing to understand who God is and truth and replacing a lot of lies. But one of the things that for the next three weeks that I feel like are v- very vital in if you're going to be consistent and thankful to what God has to do, there's some things you need to know. So you're saying for the next three weeks we're going to be talking about how to stay faithful to the Lord. Yeah, yeah, and how to be well, that's consistent. Good. How to be consistent. You know, we go up and down, and, you know, yeah. and we still do that. It'll be a journey. But I'm saying never find yourself in that cave. Never find yourself in that dark place where you're just so discouraged and weary and tired that you're just tired of trying to live the Christian life, trying to be good, trying to please God, trying to please others. And I think well, I can't and, wait you know. to hear what those are. <laughs> well, good. I told you. Hey, good. Let's have a great, great conversation. That's what I'm saying. So, what's the what's the first one? Well, the first one, of course, was learning that. Well, let me say this. The first one was that moment of just being able to say, "I am done, God. I don't. I, I'm going to follow you. I'm just tired of trying to live the Christian life." I'm surrendering you. So Yeah, it's basically getting to the end of yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Get to the end of yourself. That's a good point. And I was at the end of myself because my end of myself wasn't good. The beginning of myself wasn't good. Nothing about myself was good. <laughs> and so I had to learn how to die well, to Well, wouldn't that still be the case? Because it's yeah. like our, our self, our, and I know we use the word flesh a lot, which can be a weird word to some people because mm-hmm. it's like, what does that even mean? But it's basically like ourselves in our human nature. Right. Like we're not, I mean, I don't think that we are instinctively good because of sin. Because sin affects right. our human nature. It doesn't affect our spirit where we have the Holy Spirit. Correct? It's called being, yeah, it's called being born yeah, again. Okay. You know, that. that's what that phrase means is that. Yeah, I'm just saying like you felt like you weren't good enough or you felt like all those things before. But in all reality, that's still true. You just don't. You don't live in it and like this, oh, woe is me. Like I'm, you know, worth nothing, I, but. Well, that was the struggle. That was a, that was the sin that I consistently uh, dealt with is that I was more important, that it was about me. 
And then when I came to the end of myself, as you say, flesh or, you know, dealt with the flesh, and that I wanted to be uh, important, I wanted to be, you know, considered great. You know, I wanted people to love me, and we still want those things. But it's it's number two or three. It's not like number one. Like, God has to be number one. And I was living life with, I wanted to be number one. And that's what the world tells us today. But that doesn't work well, because when you're trying to be number one, how hard is it to stay number one? How hard is it to try to please people and try to get them to like you when you can't make people love you? You can't make people accept you and embrace and embrace you and you keep trying but it's not gonna work right and even in the process of trying you lose yourself because you're not being yourself you're not being true to yourself you may compromise on some things that maybe Mm -hmm. you never would compromise on before I mean there's a lot at stake I think absolutely and the fact that if you were to get someone to to love you from the person which is impossible but just you know think you know imagine here that you've got someone to love you based on the way you were acting, trying to please them, they're they're not liking you in the first place. They're liking the person you're pretending. Yeah. Yeah, that you're pretending to be. So, you know, that's why God's given us a choice. The fact that we're made in God's image has a lot of, you know, uh, meaning toward that. And one of the things about being made in God's image is that we desire to be loved. And we are uh, wanting to be loved for who we are, and that's true with God. So God gave us a choice, which we won't go into all of that. But He wanted us to love Him by choosing to love Him and choosing to be committed to Him and choosing to want to follow Him. So as I uh, you know, began to realize a lot of those kind of things, one of the struggles that I kept having was trying to get people to, to like me and to embrace me and love me. And so when I put that down and said, you know what, God— if you love me, that's enough. If if I, uh, and I don't understand why you love me, and I don't feel like I'm deserving to be loved, but based on truth and based on your word, you say you love me and that you created me and you died for me. So I'm going to embrace that. And so I began to deal with some of the things that was maybe at the root of the, of the cause that was causing me this struggle. But what uh, how Romans 6 plays a part in this is that I began to memorize chapter 6, Romans 6. You memorized the whole chapter? I did. Do you still I have did. it memorized? Not all of it. <laughs> can, you, of, can you reverse me? Maybe, at the, maybe by the end of the three weeks, you can recite it for us. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, the, the thing that I, I loved is at the very beginning, I do still remember it. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? God forbid that grace may increase, and and that was huge for me when it says, "Shall we? What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin?" And what I would do, Kara, is I instead of using the word sin on a daily basis, I would struggle. I would do it this way. I would say, "What shall we say then? Am I to continue in trying to get people to love me?" Am I trying to to want the approval of others? That was one of the big things is I just kept putting whatever I was struggling with in that blank. And it says, you know, what shall we say then? Are we to continue? Am I to continue in trying to get the approval of others? Am I going to continue to 
be angry or, or am I going to continue not to trust God? God forbid. You know, we can't do that just so that we can say, well, grace may increase. In other words, a lot of people say, well, i am just been forgiven. And they're not trying to get free from whatever the sin is. I think that's a really good point because when I, a lot of times when I would read this verse, especially when I was a little bit younger in my faith, I would think of it as more of the actions. Like mm-hmm. would I keep on lying? Or you know, yeah. yeah, like keep on, would I keep on lying? Would I keep on gossiping? Or would I keep on, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever, like kind of the quote unquote obvious sins, you know, the mm-hmm. sins that are more so your actions. Mm-hmm. But there it is also the sins of our heart in terms of, you know, trusting. Am I not going to, mm-hmm. am I just going to keep not trusting you? Or am I just going to keep putting myself first? Am I going to keep putting approval of man above approval mm-hmm. of God? Or, you know, like whatever yeah. heart issues that we're dealing with. Am I going to keep not forgiving this person? Am I going to keep holding on to bitterness? Am I going to keep, you know, mm-hmm. living in this dark cave for people? Because yeah. I have been in, I have been in darkness and I have walked away from the Lord, even though. I know you say you haven't. So yeah, it's like, I I like that perspective of looking, like kind of filling in that blank with that, in that regard of, it's not just the sins that we commit that people see. Murder, um, it's stealing, yeah, lying. Right, immorality or you yeah. know, um, that sort of thing. But yeah, it's like, there's so many other of the heart, you know, and a lot of things that I, mean, I don't think we need to feel like condemnation. Obviously, we aren't condemned for the sins that we experience, but there are some where it's like, oh, we can so easily be like, I just, you know, I'm struggling trusting the Lord in this area, but then we just like keep not trusting Him. You know, we're not trying, yeah, we're not asking Him, right? We're not asking Him to help us to overcome this or help mm-hmm. us to trust Him or to or repent from it, you, or repent from it, or yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. But we just think like, oh, I'm just, you know, I know you hate it when people say a blind spot. <laughs> okay, I do. And, and I do know that we have blind spots, don't get me wrong. There right, are genuine you, blind spots. But, but when somebody brings it up or you realize it is no longer a blind spot. Right, you're aware of it. It's, yeah. in, your, it's in your visual. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a scripture that says, to him who doeth right is sin. And to him who knows to do what is right and doesn't do it is sin. Oh. So when you know that you've been forgiven, you're supposed to forgive, and you don't do it, that's a sin. When you know that you're supposed to trust God and not worry about things, and you don't do it, that's a sin. But it's and, also, isn't it a sin before you know as well? It's just you don't know, so there's a little bit more grace there. You know well, what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I, I, it may be sin, but to him who knows to do right and doesn't do it, to them it's sin. And so, yes, it may be sin not to forgive, but... If I don't realize that I need to forgive or I'm just angry and bitter and I feel like I have a right, you know, to be angry. And, I understand, um, but I'm saying even if you're not aware that you should forgive. Yeah, I don't. It's still My a awareness sin. doesn't make it a sin or not a yes. sin. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's still a sin. And so I, explain that. So what does that verse mean? If it, cause it's, To him who knoweth to do right and doesn't do it, it is a sin to that person. You are sinning if you know to do it and you don't do it. It's still a sin. It's not uh, murder is always a sin, whether I do it or don't do it. But me personally, if I realize and I know that I need to forgive this person, the Holy Spirit has said, you know, in my heart, I know that 
what I'm doing is not right, or I'm not trusting God. And I know down deep, because the Holy Spirit's going to make you feel that way, that's the Holy Spirit's job, is to convict you of sin. So the Holy Spirit's bringing this to your attention. So what I'm dealing, what I'm talking about is when you're dealing with something, you know, you're like, I hear this all the time. I know I'm supposed to forgive. I know that I'm supposed to love everybody. I know that, you know, and they fill in the blank. But you know what? I just can't do that. I just, it's just struggling. And, you know, you don't understand my life and you don't understand what's going on, blah, blah. blah. And, and so, in what chapter six is talking about in Romans is like, don't just throw grace out there. Like, grace, you're sitting there saying, God, give me grace, forgive me, but I'm not going to give someone else grace by, you know, by what they've done. So, I think that. What was a key to me was not necessarily identifying the sins because I knew that. And and the Holy Spirit's job is to identify the sins for that. For me, is what Romans is saying and what Paul is saying and was talking to the church, he was defending the fact of freedom. Like if you want to be free, then don't sin. And if you are free, um, you know, acknowledge your sin. But what he goes even further, it says, you need to understand that when Jesus died, he died and and did away with the power of sin. So there's sin presence. There's going to be sin. There's going to be things that we struggle with. We don't live perfectly now just because we're Christians. But it's acknowledging that and realizing that, oh, I've sinned. But what really Kara was an aha moment for me was that I didn't have to. I felt like I was enslaved to that. Now, we talk about spiritual warfare. We talk about bondage. We talk about you continue to do it. You're going to be enslaved to it. But what this is really saying is the power of sin has been deleted. You don't have to do that. Quit saying, well, that's just the way I am, or that's just how I grew up, or that's just, you know, that's just that's just my bent, or that's just my struggle. What Paul was saying to the Romans was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you don't have to do this. The power of sin, when Jesus came and he died, he did away from the control and the power of sin. And that's, that was huge for me because I thought I couldn't help but do that. I thought this is just the way I was. Or I thought, well, these are my strongholds. Or, well, you know what's happened to my life because blah, 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 you know, because some things happen. Or this is a big one. Uh, well, I just didn't have an example of it. I didn't grow up with a family that, you know, knew scripture. I didn't grow up with somebody praying. And so we make all these excuses to live a life lower than what God died to give us. And I think that's I think that's that was huge for me. So it's the power of sin that's been done away, right? Because we can't. We're obviously never going to be sinless because we're not right. Jesus. We're not God. So I think that is an important distinction because yes, of course we're going to sin. You know, we we can't. That's our like I said, we're not yeah. perfect. We're not God. But the power of it that is what has been conquered. That is what mm-hmm. we do have the power. To overcome because of the Holy Spirit. We actually don't even have the power, but that's what we've been given the power the, through the Holy that's Spirit right. to that's right. to overcome or, you know, but, and I think that's where, you know, sometimes it's, at least for me, I don't think it's like a one and done thing. You know, it's not like, oh, oh no, I've, I've, every day I have, you know, or even mm-hmm. moment to moment, depending on yeah. how, sh- you know, depending on the situation, it's like, I may be given the power in this moment and I need, I'm going to need to like 
pray or dig into the Holy Spirit the next mm-hmm. moment to keep on keep on conquering that. You know, you've heard people say, this person made me do this. Or, you know, mm-hmm. this situation, you know, just hit a just trigger point, just mm-hmm. hit a wound or whatever. You hear people say that. And, and of course, you know, that is true. We have trigger points. We have wounds that somebody kicked. That's true. But to give into that, we have the power not to. We have the power not to have those trigger, not to allow those trigger points to control us. And I've said this on, on numerous occasions, you know, and you've heard me say this, and I've said this to you and to all my kids and grandkids and to myself. I have the power within me, the Holy Spirit's power within me, to not allow someone else to control me, not allow a situation whether it's a trigger point or a wound, to make my day bad. I, I, I don't, I am giving over somebody that power or that situation more power because it's, you know, maybe, you know, aware of some past uh, sins or past, you know, regrets and shame. And if I start to just get down and get, you know, discouraged, that's human. I'm not saying it's not, you know. But when you want to walk in the Spirit and you want to walk in the newness of life, it says, you know, therefore we've been buried with Christ in baptism. That doesn't mean baptism gave you the power. It's in Christ. And when the baptism is a reflection of when you go down, um, that you've given your life to Christ now and you come up in a newness of life. You're, You know, you have been buried with Christ. In other words, we're identifying with Jesus's life, his death, and his resurrection. So what that those verses is saying, so we too may walk in the newness of life. So we've got to realize that, you know, the whole thing about being born again, and now I'm a, cre- uh, a follower of Jesus. And what all that means is that I'm identifying with his cross, with, that he died and he saved me. And that's the foundation of what Romans 6 is, is that I've been saved, I've been redeemed, I've been justified. I stand now justified before God because of Christ. And it's because of Christ we have that. So I think, you know, when you think about someone and their lives that other people have, you know, do, they do things and they hurt us. I'm not saying, and you know, I'm not saying we're all victims, there's always two sides to every story, but we feel hurt or we feel like we're a victim. Allowing that person to to destroy your whole day, the day that God's given you, is allowing that person way more power in your life than the Holy Spirit. You're wor- really walking in that. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that in terms because I, as someone who has been through, I have a lot of triggers. Or mm-hmm. I have dealt with a lot of triggers. Yeah. I don't feel like I have as many anymore because I've, you know, worked through those, but with the power of the Holy Spirit. But what I've realized, like one thing that's helped me is that just realizing, okay, it's not that person, but it's, you know, this thing that they either said or did is bringing up something within me. And it's like, okay, what's going on to myself? You know, what's in my heart? And I think we talked about this with the soil, which I do not want to mm-hmm. talk about the soil anymore. But <laughs> we all know I do not have a green yeah. thumb. But yeah, it's like, okay, this, instead of focusing, and I think that's kind of another, for me, a practical way of doing this, of not focusing on that person or 
even what's been triggered, but it's looking at the soil in your heart, you know, because I think Mm -hmm. that's what the Holy Spirit wants to heal. Because I do think, and I was just talking to someone about this not that long ago, if God is bringing, like, even if it's not of God, you know, because there could be something you've been Mm -hmm. genuinely hurt by someone or it's, or there's a past wound or whatever Mm -hmm. that is being, you know, those are very real things. And probably not of God, you know, like whatever it was, was probably not what God wanted to happen or, you know, whatever, whatever that hurt is. But God's bringing, allowing that to be brought up, I think, in order to heal it. You know, that's kind of like the Romans 8 thing of not everything is good, but he uses everything for the um, for his glory and for our good. And I think that is one thing that he does with, you know, our hearts and with our soil is that he's there's just probably a reason that it's being triggered, you know, and it's kind mm-hmm. of looking at it being like, okay, God, like this is how I'm reacting or this is how I'm feeling and not focusing on that person because I think that's when like our days can like spiral when we focus on those mm-hmm. things, like you said. But it's like, why are you allowing this to be brought up? Like, and I think, I personally think a lot of, majority of the time he's wanting to bring it up so that he can heal it. You know, there's yeah. and I think a there's wound layers. there, there's a hurt there. Yeah. I think there's layers of healing. I don't think... You know, God cleans out, you know, the closet all at one time. You know, He allows certain things, and it's a process. And it's some things are so painful. We just couldn't really deal with everything involved in that situation at one time. And so there's layers of healing. Either it's just at the beginning, the skin, then goes down deep into the, you know, the muscle or the um, flesh or the cells or you know I mean it's just kind of like a healing a complete healing I do believe that God does allow certain things to to help us to say hey we we were you know we've dealt with this on this level now we're going to deal with it a little bit more and it's going to go down to the soil like yeah. you said even though you said you weren't talking about soil it's all, I know I that's really all you I said just like every yeah and every time I said it I was like why am I saying this word <laughs> but I will say this. It's not about ignoring a situation, something happened. It's not about not realizing I've been hit. This is a wound. This is a wound, and something's just happened that's triggered something that's happened long in my past that was very hurtful. It's it's not to say those things aren't real and they aren't true and, and that it never happened. Like you're not going to walk around and go, I was, I've never been hurt. I've been, I'm died, you know, I've died to that. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like he can't bother me. Well, sometimes he, she can bother you. But what that saying and what, what Romans six is talking about is the power and the the control of it. And it's one thing to have a bad moment. It's a, one thing to have a bad hour or two, but to have bad days and weeks and months, then then you've got to look back and go, wait a minute, this is just too important to me. I've died to this. And so literally, Kara, I use that phrase all the time when I was going through that time. Like when I was tempted to go and slip back into my woe is me and nobody's ever going to love me and my dad never told me he loved me. And you know, when I started getting into this feeling sorry for myself, I would literally say, I've died to that. I've died to that. And when someone would say something that made me feel less than or that I wasn't good enough, when that thought came in my mind, those things that you're talking about, where it hits those wounds and triggers, instead of going down into that hole in that pit, 
what I would do is I've died to that. And that's what Romans 6 is talking about. You have died from the power, the dominion of that, not the complete, you know, situation. You haven't died as if that didn't happen, but you're no longer controlled by it. I didn't read this verse, but it's verse 5. It says, For we have become united with him in the likeness of his death. Certainly shall also we be in the likeness of his resurrection. And so the sin, you know, is put on Jesus. But when he resurrected and came, he he destroyed the power of sin, not the presence of sin. In Revelation, we will have Jesus, you know, doing away with Satan, and there will be no more sin. There will no be, you know, no more uh, struggles, no more darkness, all light. That's in Revelation. But right now, we have to deal with the presence of sin. But in, in walking with God and walking with Jesus and understanding the basis of what we're talking about today is if we're saved. If we have accepted and uh, given our lives to Jesus, and if that's the case and we're born again, we're a follower of Jesus, then we can, on a daily basis, not be controlled by the power of sin. We'll have to deal with the presence. We'll have to make choices of, I don't want to go there. I don't want to turn that on. I don't want to go with these people because when I do, I find myself it's a little bit more temptation than I, you know, need. There are some things, there are choices that we have to make. But to be controlled by it and to destroy our lives and to live in such pain and agony and heartbreak, that was just never God's intent. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Bowen.